When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But hey, good morning. Hey, Welcome back to the show, oh, the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We're live at Southern Lights. That's why we're always late getting back. Yeah, I know. This job is getting in the way of my shopping. I was just talking with Eric Perkins is here as well. And yes, he I was is. talking with him during the commercial break. You know, trying to do like a, a 60 second, let me catch you up on my life. And then Paul Black comes over and is like, you got 30 seconds. And then I keep going on. And I'm like, but what about you? And he just looks at me and says, your 30 is up. Like, come on, man. You, you know this. You're a broadcaster. You need to go back. And to I was table. looking yeah. at pendant lights. And uh, Paul just came over, stopped, looked at me. And I go, are we back? He goes, yes. And then I heard someone who's here to listen to the show suggest shock callers for us. <laughs> Not a bad idea, yeah. actually. Any hoozle-doozle. Um, we are back. Avatar is out. Steve's going to go see it tomorrow. Very exciting. Yeah, I think that's my plan. I think I'm going to see it alone, just in the you know back row of a theater. Where's an IMAX? I think I want to try to find an IMAX and go see it there. The zoo? Because it's, yeah, I think they're, I don't know if they have that one anymore, actually. But I just got to tell you, I'm, I don't mean to continually fanboy about this, but this is going to be such a massive movie. And it felt like it was well set up to be crushed, to be, oh, we waited for this. It just felt like the world feels a touch more cynical than it did 13 years sure. ago. Twitter certainly does. And it felt like this was primed to be disappointing. And the Twitter reviews from just fanboys and fangirls are just so positive. That's all I kept reading to where I was. This is the most excited I've been to see a movie in a theater since The Dark Knight. I'm happy for you. I don't love that response. I It's not my kind of movie. I get the visual effects are phenomenal. I get all of that. I understand. That's why you're going to go see it and give us a review on Monday. Can I just tell you one thing about why animal activists are mad at James Cameron right now? Feels like it's the right time to bring the room down. Let's do it. <laughs> So Avatar The Way of Water has a strong message of protecting, uh, you know, oceanic ecosystems, right? Mm -hmm. But they're saying he didn't get the message because he staged a live dolphin show at an event in Japan to promote the sequel. And animal rights activists took notice. A PETA spokesperson said, why on earth did he not? pause for just five minutes to consider whether he should have allowed himself to be seen endorsing 
the cruelty of marine parks. I got to say, they have a point. I don't know enough about marine parks to blanket them all as cruel. Okay, well, they're animals in captivity. I mean, there's that. But Just starting from the most basic. They also, I think, in some situations, help these animals as well. Don't they have a history of doing that? I'm not saying that it's a glowing history across the board. Here's my point to this story. PETA comes in swinging yeah, every I, time. I understand that. And but it is kind of a contradictory message. If you do a little digging, I'm sure, like he's trying to say, oh, the ocean is wonderful and all of its creatures and we should appreciate them and preserve and blah, 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 and save them. And then you've got these trained dolphins that are just there for our entertainment. Yeah, I feel like there might be a crossover there. I just don't take the, if PETA says something is upsetting them, it just... I just I, watched a lot of documentaries. So I watched. I oh, that. I watched. What was it called? The one. Uh, the the, the whale walrus one. whisperer. Oh. oh no! I feel like I'm dealing with. No, going, the walrus whisperer is amazing. No, I saw the one on the uh, the killer whales in the octopus like, Japan. whisperer. Not how many whisperer <laughs> versions have you watched? I don't think it was called that, no, but it, it, it was my octopus teacher is the one I'm thinking Black of. Blackfish. Blackfish. There you go. I watched Blackfish. But you know, you I don't I don't know. I just I just don't. It just know. seemed a little tone deaf. That's all. Good night. I'm ca- I'm a little with them on this one. Uh, well, I don't know the situations of these dolphins. Maybe they've been super well taken care of, well fed, and uh, have been very protected compared to what they would be if they were in the wild. I don't know. I hear the optics argument. Okay. I'm not trying to be a James Cameron defender here. No, I get it. You don't know enough. Neither do I. And yeah. I know it I know a little bit. But like I'm sure there would be some people who work for various sea worlds or zoos for that matter who might be like, Well, wait a minute. We're like educating. The, the, yeah. Cruelty feels like that doesn't well capture what we're doing with these animals. But then I'm sure someone from PETA could be like, dude, look at this. Mm-hmm. I do speak as a person who has been reached out to by PETA several times. Mm-hmm. They they know we're talking about them right now. Is it because of the fur coat? <laughs> I wanted to make an impression on my first day. <laughs> Sue me. They did. No, they didn't. But uh, I used to, when I would reference something on Twin Cities Live in particular, and usually it was if I then jokingly referenced PETA, like, don't come after me, PETA. I'm not kidding you. Within 24 hours, I would have an email from PETA, like official PETA. And I was like, they, they, how do they know? They must, because they're tracking it. Sonar. Yes. <laughs> Aquatic dog. No, they're tracking it. Just like anybody. TikTok. Didn't Howard Stern do this with Jason? Somehow he got wind that Jason was talking about him. And so Howard Stern reached out to Jason. So you have like a Google alert set up I if think your name so. is uttered? I think so. I think there's something like that. Peter, Peter, Peter. Peter, Peter. Peter, Steve Patterson, Peter. <laughs> Take another little Peter, my heart, now, baby. Anyway, oh. okay. All right. I'm just an animal lover, and so I saw the story, and I was just sharing it. Donna, I'm gonna go. I am an animal lover as well. Nah. That felt like that was backhanded, underhanded. Oh, no. You know? So, I, I, sorry. I'm talking I love about animals. me, not you. Whatever. Thanks. It's 11, 11, 11. Oh, my God. Make, Make a, a wish. wish.
I wish that I find some pendant lights here at Southern Lights because the showroom is amazing. You'll be able to. And you can, too, if you stop by. Uh, We're here at the Southern Lights in Burnsville, a big, beautiful 25,000-square-foot showroom that they've got. Uh, Lots of friends who have been stopping by throughout the morning here. You can come bring an unwrapped gift. You can leave that here. We'll get it to Ronald McDonald House Charities, who we have partnered with during the Santa Project. So come by. Say hello. We would love to meet you and greet you. All sorts of good stuff going on. Why are you deep sighing? I, don't, I, I was saying all happy things. Because I don't like what you put in our show outline for I the think, next segment. I think you didn't put it in because you saw what was number one on the list and then you closed it. I saw a couple of things that I went, nope, we're not doing this. Thank you. Well, this is going to be fun because guess what? We're, we're doing, doing it. it. And we're going to do it next on Don and Steve on My Talk. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Mike back at the studio. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey. You miss us? I do. It's just hard not seeing your face right across from me. I know, right? It's sad. It's super sad. Mm-hmm. And it's the weekend, and you won't see us for a while. Aww. So sorry for like you. That. Yeah, Steve so just completely—he completely just ripped me out of his plans to go to Avatar. So yeah, he kind of did. I mentioned about him picking me up, and it just uh, never heard anything back. Steve, you well, hear that? Yeah, that yeah, that part is, is because the, the the tomorrow won't work for it'll work uh, for me, but. Yeah. Not for us, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Sort of yep. the global. It makes sense. Us. Yep. I mean, I'm open at that exact same time, and I happen to be in the area, but <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I get for us, it just doesn't quite work. You get it. I you get it. No, no. It, I, you understand, and that's what I appreciate about you. It's definitely not me. That's the that's the key, though. It's, it's you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's always going to be me, yeah. Mike. Yeah, it's exactly. always going to be me. Because mm-hmm. right. then what do you got to do? Turn and look at each other and... No. You know, the whole thing. Donna's like hosting a big shindig tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you know, sorry guys. It's a whole thing, and I don't want to go on Sunday. And yeah. Steve needs like a third person. He doesn't do one on one real well. Mm. That is absolutely we're struggling true. right now. <laughs> I can feel that. We had a listener come in, and they were like, "Oh, you guys are so funny." A couple of days ago, I said, "What were we doing? Was it someone's dumb like about feet?" And she said, "No, I think bunions were today." And I thought, "This is how people catalog our show." <laughs> You guys did boils. It's like a an advent calendar, you know. <laughs> Bunions. That huh. would be a fun thing to do next year. Oh, I love it. An advent calendar of random topics. Sure. Somebody write this down. Uh, Mike, got it. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Mike, the plan would be that we open it up each day. Mike, maybe you fill the advent calendar, and then for a segment a day, you randomly give us a topic of which we can do no research on, and we have to talk about said topic for that segment. That is an incredible idea. I like it. You hear the smattering of applause? Yep. (laughs) Like I just tapped in for double bogey is what that sounded like. Uh, Anyway, I love it. I do have a list that uh, we don't even need to make this official. Forget it. We're short on time. This is according to a new study. There are two things on this list that I'll breeze past that are a little bit yucky. Don't even mention those two things. Okay. But if we're short on time at the end, I will end with them. All right. So the list is what now? What's the topic? Ten things, or maybe eight, that we pretend no one does, but we know we all do them. Some of them are sort of funny. How about this? Opening a card and pretending not to see the cash fall out onto the floor while reading the card. Is it, I, until they said that, Donna, I thought, we all do that. 
No, we know that the cash fell, and the person who gave you the card knows that you know. We just let it go to act like we're interested in whatever it says inside the card, even though we're not. <laughs> There's this, we have one lady here who is, like, would be your chief of staff. <laughs> Everything done. Yeah, <laughs> she goes, she's clapping again. But that don't we sort of play dumb in that moment though? Like yeah. we're suddenly enamored yeah. by the the Hallmark greeting card. Yeah, yeah. But you do it out of respect, so I'm gonna let that one slide. Okay. How about this one? These are things we pretend that we don't do, but truthfully we all do them. When you go into an aisle at a store and you see someone in front of the object that you're looking for, but you pretend that you're getting something else. All while hovering near them. And waiting for them to leave. You got yes, it, sister. Yes, that I will agree with. That is a definite Suddenly, yes. I'm looking at a jar of sesame seeds. Right. That's not what I'm here for. Right. I love it. It's funny. You're my best friend. Oh. How about this one? Reading messages from the notification bar on our phone and then pretending that you didn't see the message until much later or watching a call come through and then later saying, oh, sorry, I missed your call. As you watch and it's like, Incoming call, Donna Valentine, and I'm thinking... Mm. Yeah, I'm not taking this. I don't blame you. Who do you think ignores whose calls more? I think you ignore mine more than I ignore But I don't yours. really ignore yours. You know I, half the time I don't even know where my phone is. Like, I don't have my phone on me at all times like you do. Like, you probably always have it in your pocket, I would assume. Yeah. Right? I have a purse. I get home. My purse is in the phone. I mean, my phone is in the purse. <laughs> My I okay, let me try again. I got you. I believe my phone me. is in the purse. The purse is upstairs in the bathroom because that's the first place I stopped when I got home. I go downstairs, leave it up there, you call. I don't see it for three hours. I, I'm not lying. I swear. <laughs> but that do you think is everybody that attached to their phone that like if I'm watching a movie, I don't have my phone near me because I want to concentrate on the movie. I don't want to That's be That's a really good thing. Yeah, they say it's good to make a no-phone zone in your home. I think you have a hard time with that. I do. But you also have children, and I don't. That is true. So you could get a call from the school or from, you know, yeah. your wife regarding the kids. Yeah. So I kind of get that for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, email is there and, you know, so I have yeah, everything you need is there, you know, obligations that I have, you know, sure. outside of just what we do. And right. so then I'm sort of like those can come in at some unstructured time. So it's a whole thing. Donna, thank you for hearing me. You're welcome. Passing gas in public. That was the one on the list that you didn't want me to get to. But I just have to say, everybody. Don't I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I don't, I don't care. Anyone, any person on this planet has done it and probably does it weekly and it's strategic <laughs> and where you are... <laughs> What you've eaten that day, you know how to do it, and that's that. I'm okay, not going to make a big fine. deal out of it. Mm -hmm. Great. Should I just do the other yucky one right now and get it out of our system? Can I see it? Paul Black said yes. 
All right. Paul said yes. He's producing today. On site. Mike is producing back at the studio. I think this one is probably grosser than the last one. Smelling our own body odor. Body odor. Body odor, Donna. Body odor. That's true. You do a check and then you double check. And you don't know why you do, but you do. Probably goes back to our cave roots. You know who's going to love this segment? I know who's going to hate it. (laughs) That's who I'm talking about. Who did you say? Amy. Thank you. But Amy will be so (laughs) impressed that I, I, I didn't set up shop there. I read them. I don't make the news. I read the news. I read them, and I kept moving. And she's going to be proud of that progress. I'm expecting a note of congratulations. (laughs) I cannot wait. I'm sure he'll get a text any second. Uh, For me. That'll be great. All right. Uh, How about panic cleaning? Things that people pretend they don't do, but in reality, all of us do. Panic cleaning before guests come over, then apologizing for the mess. Yes, absolutely. You know. Every, Every time. Even if I'm having a party and the place is spotless, I'd be like, oh, it's such a garbage house. I'm sorry. <laughs> garbage house. You've put things in your bathtub before? I have things in my bathtub as we speak. That can't be true. It's true. I have laundry in my bathtub. Dirty laundry. What the heck? Because the hampers are all filled with clean clothes downstairs, the laundry baskets. So I just throw them in the tub, and then when I empty the other ones, I'll just... Don't worry about it. You have dirty clothes in a tub, mm-hmm. and then you keep, like, loaves of bread and pans in your microwave, and those are two objectively weird things about you. I don't want the bread on the counter because then the counter looks messy, so I hide it in the microwave. Put it in a drawer. I don't have a, I don't have a drawer to I, put it in. I guarantee you. If you I let- don't have, like, a pantry drawer. I don't have a pantry drawer. I just have a drawer, and I put the bread in there so that the bread's not out or in the microwave. It's just a drawer. It doesn't have to be a special bread drawer. It's not like a special temperature. The microwave is a drawer. Just no, no, pretend no. that the microwave is a drawer. But I think that the microwave is for heating things up. And then you take the bread out, then you heat up. Oh, no. What do you do when you take a bath? <laughs> oh, forgot to get this sock out. It's floating. I know. I, I wash the clothes in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a multitasker. (laughs) While I'm in here. (laughs) Might as well. Uh, All right. We are going to take a break. (laughs) I didn't even get to all 10. I just want you to know. Yes, thank you. Coming up next, it's going to be 1130, which means it is Rock O'Clock. There was talk that the lobster might be out here. I don't think he's going to be joining us live here at Southern Lights in Burnsville. Part of the Santa Project. Uh, But he is going to be joining us. Yeah, back at the studio. So I think we've got a slow jam. Might even have a little hipster forecast. Uh, So stick around. It is the Donna and Steve show. We are live here at Southern Lights in beautiful Burnsville. Come by, say hi. We're here till noon. Welcome back to the show. The Donna and Steve show on My Talk 107.1. We're on like... We're on location. We are. Location. We're here in beautiful Burnsville. I just found out I'm only 12 minutes from my barber score. That's oh. exciting. Oh, did you just make an appointment? When that, when last Christmas started playing and I knew that we were like 30 seconds out, I wanted to call to see if I could do it before we came back. You do this all, all the time. I know, but that would have been particularly exciting. So maybe during the next commercial break. It's great. We're just south of Bloomington. Uh, we yeah. believe that we are either adjacent to or perhaps north of Savage. We are. Which one? Uh, we are, I think, adjacent. Savage, you mean? Oh. Whoa. 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 Sauvage. Sauvage. <laughs> uh, is that the voice of Ooh, Rocco, yeah. the host of Rocco Clock on the Don and Steve Experience? Oh, that's right. Oh, hey, I guess. 
Plumpers. Plumpers, plumpers out plump, there. Oh, plump. I wish now I wish I was there. What? Why well, thought you were coming here? What happened? I, you know, my other job got in the way. But um, oh, by the way, I the reason I came in early today to record loaves and fishes. They say hi. Oh, oh, we love loaves and fishes. Kathy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Hi, loaves and fishes. They're yeah. the best. Well, hello to all my clompers out there. Are you ready for a slow jam? Yes. <laughs> oh boy. What did you? Wait, what did you come up with? Yeah. Today? Help to emotionally prepare us before um, we jump right into this. You know, you guys are. It's. I mean, you're going to be surprised that it's about feet. It's like no, slow jams. You're the one who sent me this highlight. Oh, it's about what feet? Yes. Oh, yeah. and a like certain. That. A certain condition that some people get. And it goes like this. I'm going to slow things down. That's right. We're going to slow things down for the lovers out there. This is the Donna and Steve Slow Jam. I think corn is a bad word. Let me just go out on a limb, if I may. Can we stop you? Cannot. Have a food item which most people enjoy. You can't also have a foot growth called the same thing as a menu item. When they named <laughs> corns, <laughs> foot corns. Couldn't have just said someone at that table have said, you know what, guys, I know we all want to cut out of here. We've got a three day weekend. I get it. (laughs) I really do. But I think that. Us calling those corns aren't great because people love corn. What's a what's a food you really like, Donna? Corn. Golly, I just wish your brain would go with me sometimes. Okay, food I really like. Steak. Uh, How about that? Okay, steak steak it is. And then you're like, oh, this ingrown toenail, which is now known as a steak. (laughs) Oh, I have a prime rib, Doc. Could you look at it? Yeah, okay. Question. Okay. Do you think they call them corns because they're sort of corn like? That's my point. No. I think they were in that phase of naming things. After things they looked like. <laughs> you know? Mike, do you have any beefs? No, that's gross. Do you, do you oh, like corn? Gross. 
I do you enjoy corn, yeah. What's your favorite way to get corn? Oh, definitely mouth. off the cob, for sure. My favorite way is a Dr. Scholl's path. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the Donna and Steve slow. Jam. What is wrong with you? May I go <laughs> away? No. Rocco. Back, Rocco, you weren't here during that initial no. conversation. No, no, please and don't. No, no, no. It. I'm not going to go into a full thing. I just, there is one part of it that I do think genuinely was an interesting point to consider that we didn't spend a lot of time camped out at. And that is this. Uh, you don't even have to pretend like you're interested. Rocco, you hear yeah. me for the first time, okay? Okay. <laughs> Rocco, have you ever thought about the person? Because everything has to be discovered at some point, right? Yeah. It had to have been discovered or uh, invented. Think of the first person who had just a corn kernel. It got too close to heat for too long. (laughs) And then it flipped instantaneously Went from, that looks like a corn kernel, that looks like a corn kernel, and then bang, it's fluffy, it's inside out, doesn't look anything like it used to look. And, by the way, is now suddenly edible. He can't be stopped. That is, a, that is an interesting thing to consider. Rocco, tell me your thoughts. And then they're like, we should project something on the wall and watch it while we eat while this While we eat this, the cinema. Food. Where's your beeping, bopping, beeping, bopping, beeping, bopping when we need it? (laughs) Come on, that's an interesting thing. That was a pretty good impression, Donna. Thank you. I appreciate you. you. So no one will take the bait there? No. That is interesting. Yeah. Someone had to discover that. Yeah. That's crazy. I guess if you're at a dinner party, not if you're on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Have we been on the air this whole time? Yes, we have. Mics are hot. Come oh, on, thank man. you. You guys suck. Rocco, do you have a hipster forecast oh, for us? Let me see if Jonathan Uhas is here. Hang on. What, what are you, an ironic hipster? hipster? It's Jonathan Uhas in the 5 Eyewitness News Weather Center. Looks like we got an El Rocco rolling in. Hold on to your beards. It's the hipster forecast. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, these are things that are on my radar this weekend. Uh, maybe not yours, but maybe that's my job to try to convince you to check out these cool hipster dad events. Like tonight at the Hook and Ladder in the, you know, South Minneapolis, like Minnehaha and uh, Lake sort of area. Okay. It's an old uh, fire station. It's pretty cool. But there is a tribute to a band I like called Ween, W-E-E-N. Um, their probably biggest claim to fame, they were in like a Volkswagen commercial a few years ago with this song. What kind of trippy? Steve doesn't like his voice. They do a lot of of vocal effects. They're kind of what I like to call shapeshifter band. They are all over the place musically. Like here's kind of a tropical song they did uh, a few years ago. (laughs) Yes, and um... Even for Donna, a few years ago, they wow. went into a, a Nashville studio with, like, the big cats, the, the guys that do all the back uh, 
the playing, you know, like the session Oh, the musicians. session players, yep. And they did like an entire country album. This, uh, you might like this one, Donna. Who's wow. that? Um, Help me scrape this mucus off my brain. That's right. Um, <laughs> hey, Rocco. That's right. Rocco, um, are you taking any questions? You sure. You're into these guys? Yeah, they're super fun. And to be clear... Tonight is a tribute band. A tribute to band. And here's the the fun thing about it. Uh, it's kind of got some big-time names in it, if you're into the local music scene. Like, there's a guy from Trampled by Turtles. Uh, Alan Sparhawk, the main guy from Low, is in this band. Um, there's a guy from E.L. No. It's going to be fun. It is at the Hook and Ladder. It's called the Wandering Eye Ween Tribute. Can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> um... You know that sound oh. effect that Colleen and Bradley used to use, oh, the, the eye roll? roll? Yes, I think you guys can have it because it's been retired. Oh, can can you play it for oh. Steve? It's like a soundboard estate sale. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah it's a great Anytime idea. Anytime that we're just like, oh, jeez. Yeah, I will find that because that's something I made that I was pretty happy with. Yeah. There's probably a lot of things. Good. You guys want to do CSI, Crazy Stupid Idiots. Ah, so. <laughs> we'll just steal all, all of their old bits. Yeah. I all love it. Um, tomorrow night at the Palace, their limited seats remain, but it, it's a this is a pretty good show. It is the Jayhawks. You Love the Jayhawks. This one, super group, features Gary from the Jayhawks, a Craig cool. Johnson from Run West. You run Dan Murphy from Soul Asylum. Love it. Um, every now and then, uh, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco sits in. He is not sitting in tomorrow night. Um, like here's wow. a song by them. This is Dan Murphy from Soul Asylum on Lead Vogels. Yep. I, really I don't like know if this segment's like going to survive. No, I think it's interesting. Forecast. It's interesting for people who are looking for something off the beaten path. Yeah, I got it's an um, email from somebody last week. They said, "I can't believe I heard somebody talking about Modest Mouse on my yeah. talk." Yeah, man. that's what true. A treat. You're right. Last week's hit harder for me. I was really leaning in. Oh yeah. This one, you know. Oh, this I, one's better for me. It's better for you. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's so, fine. So you, you lead with, I hate this segment, and then when... No, I didn't say I hated it. I, I just didn't know if it would survive. Yeah. I just I, didn't know. This was a command performance of... <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> no, I love it. I thought it was interesting. I didn't, uh, first of all, hook and ladder, never been. Uh, I love the Jayhawks. Seen them several times in concert at First Avenue. Love them. Nice. Um, and I, the Ween guys, uh, I don't yeah, know. What that's I know. About. I figured that wouldn't be for you. Um, here's <laughs> transdermal celebration. Amputation. Oh, <laughs> great, Rocco. Who are you going to these shows with? Anybody? Um, I, which well, one tomorrow night, to? of course, I will be at the My Talk um, holiday Christmas party. party. Okay, but I uh, I am kind of uh, starting to talk to my friends Tim and Sarah. Sarah used to work here. Maybe my oh, yeah. wife. Sure. They're all wean people. We might go check oh, them out. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to try to wean off of this right now. <laughs> we are out of time. I say we quit at that cold turkey. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Rocco. Thank, Thank you. you Enjoy Rocco. Southern Lights. Bring me back a chandelier or something. All right, we'll do. Ploppers. Okay. Say bye to Rocco. Bye. bye Rocco. Oh, wow. Aww. I feel like we're at a right. taping of Sally Jesse Raphael. They all jumped in immediately <laughs> there. That was great. All right, have a good weekend, Rocco. When we come back, it's the final stretch of the show live from Southern Lights on My Talk 1071. He's pretty much a one man morning zoo, but we're really glad Donna's here, too. The Donna and Steve Experience, where talk is fun. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment.
And take a look at your Channel 5 Eyewitness News forecast. It is uh, brought to you by Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. Uh, this afternoon, sun and clouds, on and off snow showers, less than an inch of accumulation expected as uh, we'll get to a high of 30 tonight. Mostly cloudy and light snow flurries at uh, times 17, the overnight low. Tomorrow, uh, some morning flurries, otherwise mostly cloudy and colder, just 21 a high, and then a real cold down be- cool down begins uh, Sunday, 13, and even colder for next week. Right now, it's 27 here at My Talk 1071. back donna and steve my talk 1071 live at southern lights where steve is giving a ted talk during the commercial break this is Listen, great we were doing juice cleanse talk they said papa what have you done and i addressed it what do you want me to do donna what do you want me to do all i can do is inspire people and give the people what they want yeah, i totally get it. For right, it that's fine uh, this has been such a wonderful friday for us because we are here oh, at yeah. southern lights in burnsville beautiful showroom by the way, um, if you're if you're in and around the area, come by, check out their showroom. It's awesome. Donna's taking pictures of things. She's trying to redo lights in her house. Mm-hmm. I know you, yes, you, you're listening and you're thinking, oh, we got that one light that's there. Or like the boob lights that they put in all the houses. Oh, yeah. It's the builder grade. We all have them. Everybody, and... put, yeah, everyone, just look up. You know what we're talking about at your home. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or but your apartment. So many great options that you can, that really help to and upgrade are, the look of the space. And some of them are so affordable. Like if you're thinking, for sure. No, I can't afford new lighting. First of all, it can transform a room. Yes. Just like throw pillows or paint can transform mm-hmm. a room. Yep. Um, there are some very affordable options that can really make a difference in a room. You know what I think also really makes a difference in a room? What? Curtains. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, window treatments in general. In general. Yeah. We went from a patterned curtain five or six years ago. And went through multiple where it was like we were introducing there were floral prints sometimes, geometric or whatever. We switched over, and it was near the time that we put our house on the market. We redid a bunch of our lights in our house mm-hmm. per the recommendation of our realtors who were like, this will really change the appeal of right. your home. They were right. In addition to that, we swapped out curtains for solid white curtains. Mm-hmm. The the visual cleanness that changing curtains mm-hmm. added and it took one big pattern out of the space and helped the other patterns that you have maybe on a throw pillow or a blanket or whatever it helped them to stand out in the space to feel less they busy. become the point of interest then instead it, of like all that busyness one of the prettiest homes i've ever seen is fake and it's from the movie the holiday okay you've heard me talk about this before but the home that Kate Winslet goes to stay in in LA. It's the Cameron Diaz home. The aesthetic in that whole house is white, tan, and black. And it is so classic. You could watch it today. That movie came out 17 years ago. Watch it today. Everything, everything works. It's beautiful. And it's a real good example of a timeless style. If you feel like you keep going back to the drawing board. That's what I was trying to talk to Ryan about earlier. It's like, what is something that, it, you know, you're like, oh, every two years, three years, there's a new trend. Of course there is. What is something that will be stable in five years that you're not like, oh, God, I got to change this out? Yeah. Got to look for, like, the classic pieces. Look, yes. This is going to be terrible radio. I really like that light in front of us. with The, the halo? With, with the gold situation. And then there's, like, the fabric shade within it. I like that a lot. Oh, I see, see what yes, you're saying. Quinn, oh, thank yeah. You. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, very. I really, you know I where mean, I would see that? Like at a endless. restaurant. Yeah. That would be like at a nice restaurant. 
And you'd be like, ooh, it feels good in here. Yeah. I mean, there's something for everyone. If you're more yes. of a traditional person, you can come out here. If you're more of a contemporary, uh, you know, have that kind of style in your home. It, it just, oh, my God, I just can't wait to go shopping. This job is really getting in the way of my shopping. Well, why don't we do this since we're kind of wrapping things <laughs> up? Do we have any other news bits that we need to get to before we get out of here? Um, or, or do we just call and find out what the soup is now? Let's call and find out the soup. Cafe, this is Shelly. <gasps> Shelly, we were Belly. hoping that you would pick up. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. How are you? Good. How are you guys? No, Shelly, uh, Shelly Bakes. And, uh, amazing concoctions. And there was a time a few years ago, and I think I've told you this, Shelly, um, and if not, you're about to hear it right now, uh, that somebody said, oh, you know, Shelly makes all of those baked goods. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's not true. So then I said, <laughs> I will call her Shelly the Fake Baker because there's no way that she's actually made these people rave about all of your baked goods. And it turns out you do, in fact, bake all of these. What, what have you baked today that's for sale in the cafeteria? We have pecan pie bars. Oh. It's like a piece of pecan pie in a smaller form. Yes. Oh, that sounds And great. grasshopper dessert. Yum. So is that like a pudding, a whipped creamy it's whipped thing? cream with mints and melted yes. marshmallows in it and Oreo cookies. And, and do oh. you already know the baked goods that you're planning for next week? Like, do you know yeah. this like a week in advance? Yeah. Oh, wow, Shelly. Shelly, you've outdone yourself again. Can you tell us what the soup is today, Shell? Clam chowder. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Two times in a week we get seafood in the cafeteria. That is really fancy. While we have you, and since everyone's curious and we feel like we need this for symmetry, what's the entree today? What's Chef's Choice today? Spaghetti and meatballs. (gasps) Oh. Yeah, a little something for everybody. Just like Southern Lights in Burnsville has a light for everyone's taste, the Hubbard Cafe (laughs) has something for everybody today. You've got grasshopper, clam chowder, spaghetti, meatballs. What do you want? That's it. We covered everything. Thank you, Shelly. Have a fabulous weekend. You guys, too. Bye, Shelly. See you on Monday. Bye. Bye. Shelly was gone from our cafeteria for a while. Because she opened her own business. She had a bakery in Stillwater. And then they like begged her to come back, and she is just a welcome sight when you oh go Oh, my God. She's amazing. And the thing is, you know, her bakery uh, was a victim of, you know, the pandemic, just like a lot of other businesses that couldn't survive. But her, they're, you know, that loss is our gain. That's She's absolutely amazing. right. Thank you. Do you have some Christmas fun facts for the road? In some European countries, it's traditional for people to leave out their shoes rather than socks or stockings for Santa to fill. What? Oh, does he put candy in them? What does he do? Mistletoe okay. is from the old English word mistletan, which means little dung twig. No. Apparently because the plant spreads through bird droppings. Here you comes another meeting with Amy. I'm just saying. You I can't don't say dung out. twig. That's what it said. What do you want? I have a couple other synonyms for dung. Do you want me to test drive those? Nope. <laughs> Canada debuted the first Christmas postage stamp. Oh, Donna, you'll love this. Stamps talk. I love In stamp. 1898. <laughs> America was very late to the game. The first U.S. Christmas stamp was issued in 1962 and featured a candle and wreaths and green and red. Can I just say, I was at the post office a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and this woman came in in front of me, 
and she said, "Oh, I'm I'm here for stamps." And then the woman said, uh, "Would you like to pick, or do you want me to uh, to choose?" And she said, "Oh, I'll choose." And then the woman started showing her like it was a car dealer, and she was like, "Well, we do have acorns right now." And the sweetest woman, she was just like, "We have oh, the love stamps." Acorns. Oh, we also have. Oh, we don't have the, I, I Santa. Know. Yeah. Going through them all, and I just thought you were I like, forgot how much some people love stamp. <laughs> But it was cool to watch it up close. It I was- do. Like, I got the, um, the RBG stamps. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yes. Yes, and yes. I was like, oh, my God, I love these. Yeah. Put them on some cards. You, send them in the mail. You collect coins, too? I do have a change drawer. Not drawer. Jar. In a drawer. <laughs> oh, God. Is it time to go? Oh, it almost is. Oh, guys, thank you to everybody so much who brought out gifts and toys and for the families at the Ronald yes, McDonald House yes. here at Southern Lights in Burnsville, where you should do all your lighting shopping. It's all here. Yeah, you get to walk. It's like walking through the Internet. You don't have to just look at flat images anymore. Come uh, explore the showroom. Southern Lights, a longtime partner of my talk and all sorts of great causes uh, that they have stepped up for. So shout out to them. Shout out to Paul Black. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. And Our shout my out to talkers Mike. who came out. Mike producing back there, Holly as well. Uh, Don and Bradley are next. Bye. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.